One of the beautiful things of learning Dafyami every day is that even on a day like Tishabav, you wait, you anticipate Matzi Tishabav not just to be able to eat and drink your coffee, but also to be able to learn, to be able to do the day's daf. So Baruch Hashem, happy to give you the daf, Matzi Tishabav at midnight. Okay, daf, today's daf is daf Kuf Mem Vav. We are up to the Mishnah, a few lines in. And this Mishnah uh, became an epic Mishnah when uh, the discussion came up regarding opening cans on Shabbos, opening soda bottles and cereal boxes, and magazine magazines and package in packaging in a plastic wrapper. So all those halachas actually come from this Mishnah. We're not going to have a halacha lamaisa conclusion just from learning the daf. I have a friend who wrote an entire sefer on the sugya of opening bottles on Shabbos. So there's a lot to discuss. Maybe. One of the uh, Shabbos halachashurim, we will discuss this in person. Okay, so Zakta Mishnah. Shaver Adam es hachavis lechel himena groigeris. So let's say a person had a barrel of figs, a barrel of groigeris, and he's hungry on Shabbos. He's allowed to crack open, break open the barrel in order to eat the figs. Make sure that you're not having in mind to make a good keli. So already you could see how this comes up regarding a can of tuna. Are you trying to make it into a good keli? Or are you just trying to get rid of it? So look at Rashi. Rashi says that you're allowed to break it uh, if it's Malaya Gregaris using a sakin, a saif, using a knife, or a sword. Why are you doing this? Lechami mena Gregaris in order to eat a of the figs. Why? The end the mekalkel shum iser v'shabbos. Doing mekalkel, there's no iser on Shabbos when you're just uh, being makalkal bekelam. However, most Rishonim argue and say, what do you mean? There's definitely an iser derabbanan at least to be makalkal when it comes to uh, uh, when it comes to Shabbos, being makalkal kelam. So many Rishonim have answers. Maybe by food it's different. Maybe in this case the keli is so weak, and that invokes the discussion of disposable kelim, plastic bags of chips, uh, soda bottles where you're throwing it in the garbage anyways. Perhaps those are inferior kelim, and even most Rishonim would agree that there will be no problem of sisira, of, of breaking something on Shabbos. So that's just the introduction to, uh, to that sugya of opening bottles, opening cans but uh, definitely requires a lot of time to, to learn through that sergio. So let's go back to the Mishnah. So the Mishnah starts out saying, You're allowed to break this barrel in order to eat the figs. Make sure you didn't try, intend on making a keli. Next, You cannot make a hole in the magufa. Magufa, the arts will call a bung, but it means the, the top part of the keli, you cannot make a hole in it. Divi Rabbi Yehuda, so actually there's a picture in uh, the Mishnayis, the, the uh, picture Mishnayis, I'll send it out in the chat. Um, looks like they didn't have the same barrels that we would, you know, we would see in our typical wineries, where there's a flat top. It seems like they had some type of, uh, it came to a point on the top, similar to our bottles of soda. So that, that's what they look like. But either way, you cannot make a hole in it. There's no problem. You are allowed to make a hole. Everyone agrees. You're not allowed to make a hole on the side of it. And the Gemara is going to explain what's going on. Let's say there was a hole in the barrel and maybe things are leaking out. So what do you want to do? You cannot put wax on it. Why? Because you're violating Mimarech. Mimarech is a tolda of Mimachik. And that would be a problem on Shabbos. 
the original iser is smoothing out skin. So you're doing this. Memareach, uh, I'm sorry, memareach is the is the av actually. Memachik is the tolda. So by smoothing out something, smoothing out the wax, that would be a problem on Shabbos. So you cannot put wax and fill the hole on Shabbos. Omar, Rabbi Yehuda, I'll tell you the story. In this town of Arav, Omar, and he passed there was a Shiloh regarding putting wax into the hole, and he said, I think this person who did it is Chayiv Achatas, meaning it's Asr, one is not allowed to do this. Okay, so the Gemara is going to go on to explain some parts of our Mishnah. But before we look into the Gemara, there's an important introduction uh, that, that we must recall. We, we had many uh, discussions regarding Muksa. There's the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. We say Rabbi Shimon less than Muksa, which means he has the least categories of Muksa. Rabbi Huda is Muksa. He holds many things are Muksa. And then there was an opinion of Rabbi Nechemia. Now, Rabbi Nechemia had the most extreme opinion. We barely ever mention him in Shas because we don't accept it at all. Rabbi Huda, there are those Amaraim, I think Rava, one like Rabbi Huda, and we'll see. In Shulchan Aruch and Hilchas Yantif, perhaps we are concerned for the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, but for the most part, we pass on like Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Nechemia is not even discussed really in the, in the Rishonim. It's not really discussed even in the Gemara. What was the opinion of Rabbi Nechemia? Rabbi Nechemia held, and we'll see the Gemara explains this once again. Rabbi Nechemia held a keli can only be taken for the purpose of that keli. So let's say we're going to talk about a spoon. So let's say a spoon is typically used to eat soup. So you can, use, you can move a spoon on Shabbos to eat soup. But let's say you need a placeholder in your Gemara. You cannot use the spoon because you're only allowed to use a keli. Even a keli shemalachta lehetter can only be used for its specific function on Shabbos. So the question is, how are you using a knife in this situation to, to, to or a sword to slice open a barrel? What's going on here? So the Mishnah's case where you're opening a barrel must be that you picked up the knife. You picked up the knife because you wanted to cut the drusais, meaning the figs that were in this barrel were actually pressed figs, which is the fig cake, the famous fig cake of Chazal. So if you had this cake and needed to cut it, so they would use a sharp knife to cut it. So now that you picked up the knife from your drawer, and now you're bringing it to cut the figs, in the process, you're allowed to slice open the barrel. Avam if I dice, but let's say it was a bunch of loose figs or something else. You had a barrel full of nuts. Avam if I look, you're not allowed to move the knife on Shabbos because you don't need it for its typical use. So the says, for others, Loi, really? You're telling me if it was a barrel of loose figs, I would not be able to slice it open on Shabbos? Mesfei, I'll bring you a kasha from a bride that says, I'm going to lie there. Maybe other mesachavis, shayayin. You bring a barrel of wine and matas, roishabasayif. You cut the top of a knife. Very dramatic way of serving the wine. But it's mutter manichal of ne'archem b'shabes ve'nechayish. No problem. Let's say you're serving your barrel of wine. There's no problem. What do you want? What do you what, what do you see from here? You see that I don't need the knife for the knife's typical function of slicing food. Yet I'm still allowed to use the knife to cut open the barrel on Shabbos. So what do we see from there? We see that don't tell me leishanu el derusa. It's only when it's a fig cake and not loose figs. Who said if I could open the barrel? Of wine, why can't I open a barrel of loose figs? So the Gemara says, You're right. Hahi, that brisa regarding wine is Rabbanon, is the sheet of the Rabbanon, who argue Rabbanon, this is how we paskin, that you're allowed to move a knife for any normal use on Shabbos. It doesn't have to be the typical use of the knife, anything, right? Basically anything, any use that you need. Tzarek Gufay for sure, Bimutter. 
So one is allowed to move the knife to cut open the barrel, independent if he's going to use it to slice cake. Hahura Bonon Masnisna, our Mishnah, when, which we're saying is specifically talking about Derusa, it's a fig cake. Rab Nechemi, he must be the opinion of Rab Nechemia. Samar says, hold on a second. No one doesn't say anything in the Mishnah about a, a cake. It just said a barrel of figs. Who told you, Rab Oishia, that you have to make our mission like Rab Nechemia? And specifically when it says barrel of figs, it's a bit Jerusa, it's only talking about a fig cake pressed together like Mabim of Herodes. Why can't you just simply say, we're talking about loose figs? And the Rabbanu, like the rest of Shas, that we're talking about Muksa in the eyes of the Rabbanu, whether it's Rabbi Yehuda or Rabbi Shimon, we'll figure that out at a different time, but not like Rabbi Nehemiah, and therefore I don't have to get into these nitty-gritty that has to be a, a thick a fig cake. Why are we doing this? So I'm Rava, Masnis, and Kishisei. Rava said, so look at the Mishnah. What did the Mishnah give as an example? My area, the Tani Groigaris. Why did the Mishnah pick a barrel of figs? Why would you pick that? Listeni, Paris. Just say a general halacha. You have a barrel of fruit, mutter to cut it open. Why do we use figs? Ah, oh, must be telling me a specific halacha. This is really, really only talking about figs. Because figs often are stuck together as a cake, caked figs. And there you would need a knife to cut open, to slice the fig cake. Only in that situation, for Rabbi Nehemiah hold, you're allowed to pick up the knife. Once I pick up the knife to cut my pressed figs, I'm allowed to slice open the barrel. Next, Tanya Chada. We have another bracelet that says like this. Choyselois, which means a basket. Shall gregorois, shall tomorrow matter. You let to untie this. Uh, so you had a, you had a basket that was whole, that contained these dry figs or dates, and you want to open this basket. It was tied on Shabbos. So you let it be matarit, which means to untie it. Umafkia, you could unravel the ropes, literally take the ropes apart. V'chaitich, or you could cut them. So you have three different options. And you're going to ask, you know, if the Gemara doesn't ask this, but one who's learning Masat Shabbos would ask, okay, so how you let it untie it? Oh, it must be, it's not really considered a kesher shel kayama. And you have to go through the list. Well, how could I unravel it or cut them? So obviously these things are not considered uh, thick rope. Look in the Mishabura. Simon Shin Yodal, it goes through one by one why these things are mutter. But that's not the focus of the price of, of our daf. So the Tani Idok, we have another price that says, Mater Avaloi Mafki Avaloi So what's going on here? You can untie it, but you can't unravel it. You cannot cut them. What's going on here? So the Gemara says, Loi Kasha, Ha Rabbanon, Vaha Rab One is according to the Rabbanon, and therefore it, everything's mutter. Because you're allowed to take a knife or whatever you want. It's going to Rabbi holds you not allowed to take something else, not allowed to use a utensil, a knife, to cut rope on Shabbos. That's not what a knife is used for. A knife is used to cut your steak, not to cut rope. So, therefore, that opinion is Rabbi Nechemi. This is Rabbi Nechemi's famous opinion. You have a spoon, you have a talus, you have a knife. You can only move it on Shabbos for its specific tashmish. So, just a yeshiva guy, uh, an example. You cannot take your glasses and mix your coffee with it. Cannot do that, according to Rabbi Nechemi. Yeah, we don't pass on the Rabbi Nechemi, but according to Rabbi Nechemi, since I can't take a knife for another use, it can only be used for slicing steak on Shabbos or whatever the typical use of a knife, not to cut rope and open baskets. So it's not a box cutter, it's a, it's a table knife. Therefore, he holds you're not allowed to do this on Shabbos to these ropes. Can I be Mivraz, which means to like stab a chavita, a barrel, a with a spear, b'shabsa? 
on Shabbos. You allowed to spear open a barrel or not? Do we say he's trying to make a good opening, which we know is Asir Vasir? And it's Asir. Whenever you're making a good opening, this is one of the Shilas that come up when making opening a soda can on Shabbos. Perhaps that is called a nice opening. You get a good pour as opposed to a tuna can. Where you just open it and you just dump the whole thing out. Good question. We'll talk about it a different time. And and there are those that differentiate between a soda can and a tuna can. So do we say le pischa kamechavein ve'asir? You're opening, you're making a nice opening, and it's asir. I don't know. Le'ayin yafa kamechavein. You're trying to just make a nice opening to come out. The ayin yafa. Ayin yafa. We have this in halachas uh, of cutting up challah Friday night. You're, or the balabas, the balabas has to be um, you give a big piece you're just trying to be a good balabas you're opening, making a good opening uh, to get as much wine out as possible but you're not trying to uh, make a brand new you know, cracking open a can of soda to make a nice opening you just want to get as much out as possible Ushari and it should be mutter so Amar Lohu, Rav Sheshis responded when a person stabbing the barrel the pischa kamachari he's trying to make a new opening the asir and it should be usser, okay? Mesve, they asked the Kasha on Rav Shesha. Rav Shesha said stabbing open the barrel is usser because you're trying to make an opening and you're not just trying to get as much wine out as possible. Hold on. Rav Shemagamliyalaymer says maybe Adam Chavashayayin, you bring a barrel of wine to the table, umatis roisha besayif, and you slice off the top with a sword. A very dramatic way of opening the barrel. Hold on a second. If I'm allowed to use a, a sword to slice open the top of the barrel, why can I not stab the side of the barrel with a spear? So the Gemara says, Hassam, in the case when you're taking a sword and slicing up, the, uh, uh, slicing off the top, you have one goal. Get me as much wine out as possible. In our case, if you really wanted to, to get a good flow coming out of this wine, why are you stabbing the side? You should open, open up the top. Stab the top, I guess, or cut it open. Why are you... Uh, poking a hole in the side, it must be you wanted a specific type of opening, and therefore it's not comparable, and it is usser. Okay, then the Mishnah said, You can't make a hole on the uh, the top part of the barrel. This machlekes is lamala, literally on top of the top of the barrel. So, if you think of today's barrels, you could theoretically put this into perspective. So your typical barrel looks like a uh, cylinder. Um, if you've ever been to a winery or to a uh, bourbon facility, that's where I go sometimes. So for work, not for pleasure. And you have these big barrels. So there's a, there's a cover for the barrel. So theoretically, you could apply this Mishnah to, to those barrels where you have a covering on top and there's the side of the covering and the top of the covering. But in reality, the way we're just going to trust the illustrated Mishnayas to Shabbos is that these barrels had like a, a cork on top. So it's not really a cork. It looked like a cork where it came to a, to a, uh, a narrower opening. And they had a, a seal on top. So this was called the top of the barrel. So it's not exactly the barrels that we're used to. But imagine that the top 
of the barrel was like an independent entity. So it's important just for the next few lines of the Gemara. So Amar Avunim, Lamala. When you're literally going on top of the cover of the barrel, so then that's Machlekes Abhudir and the Chachamim. If I'm allowed to make a hole in it, Avuminatzad on the side, Divriya Kol Aser. Everyone agrees on the side of the barrel that would be Aser. <coughs> Because it depends if this is considered a, norm, a normal place to make this hole or not. Um, everyone agrees that you uh, that you um, that you should not make a hole on the side. Just by the way, why would it be common to make a hole on the side? Because they didn't have, you know, their and our our uh, you know bottle of water. I just have a bottle of water in front of me. So you take your typical bottle of water. You open it and you close it, so it's perfect. Nothing's gonna fall in just because I opened it. However, back in the day, you didn't have these nice fitting covers. When you open something, perhaps things are going to fall in, bugs and dirt. So it made sense to make a hole on the side. So making a hole on the side, everybody agrees that's usher. That's a typical way you make a hole to to allow the wine to come out on Shabbos. The machlekes was the malo. That is the first way of explaining it, and that is the opinion of Rav Huna. Rav But on top, it's such an odd place to make a hole. Everyone agrees it's mutter. I, the Mishnah says, everyone agrees you cannot make a hole on the side. That's not talking about the top of the barrel, meaning the top of the cover, the side of the cover. It's talking about the side of the gufa de chavis, the actual cask, the actual barrel itself, the walls of it. That everyone agrees you cannot make a hole on the side. Okay. We have the following b'risa. You cannot make a new hole on Shabbos. So if you want to make a new hole in a barrel, usr. Let's say you already have an existing hole and you want to be moist. If you want to add to the hole, make it a little bigger. Sounds like it's mutter. You're allowed to. And some say, no, you cannot add. Let's say you had an old hole and it got sealed or patched up, plugged up, whatever, and you want to reopen it. So that is not the same as opening a hole, you know, anew. You're opening a hole that was already in existence before. Everyone agrees it is mutter. Now, the Tanakama, according to the Tanakama, my shnami nekev the Tanakama holds, you're allowed to take an existing hole and make it bigger. But why can I not? Make a new hole on Shabbos to come a sakin pischal. What do you mean? You're making a new hole on Shabbos. That's usher. It's like the sakin mana. You're fixing a barrel. You're making an opening. Or it's makabapatish. You're finishing up the uh, the barrel. Now it has an opening that could be used. But as- so the Gemara says, hold on. So I'm now making it usable. Asuvinani come a sakin pischal. What do you mean? If I make a bigger hole, now I could pour out my apple juice from this keg or my wine. So it's also considered makabapatish or boiner finishing up this. Kaylee. So my rabbi, rabbi explains like this. Devar let's just categorize which things are usher and mutter and Shabbos. Devar Torah, any opening that is not made, to bring things in and to uh, dispel things, to give out, so like a can of soda. Interesting. Most of the can say that that's not really a keli, that's lahachnes or Most people will not think that that's a good hole to start pouring things into a can of soda. To pour things out, yeah, that's the way it works. But it was never intended for you to put things back in. So midaraisa, 
it, opening a can of soda would, not, would probably not be also because it's not a Pesach that's also Hachmas Lohitzi. So Kol Pesach, you know, it's a Hachmas Lohitzi in a Pesach. That's not an answer to the Raisa. Vrabbanan, who the Gazer, and the Rabbanan made a Gzera, that even though it's not a real Pesach that's also Hachmas Lohitzi, still it's also made a Rabbanan, a Gzera, Mishamlul Shotana Golem. Because there's another type of opening which people do to make that it's only lahaitzi but not lahachnis. I'm sorry, only lahachnis but not lahaitzi, which is a little shatayna uh the chicken coop. avira. You make a hole to have good ventilation. and you take out the uh, the bad hevla. Okay. So why exactly is this uh, is this considered lahaitzi, or uh, so, so? What's the problem with this? So most people would assume. Very interesting. So this is really based on Taisvis and Ahmed Bayes. Most people would assume that I'm only trying to get the air in, but they don't realize that there's a two-way uh, ventilation. You're similar to the mask discussion, right? So you're blocking out you know, air, but you're keeping air in. So when you have good ventilation, so air is coming in, and there's other air that's leaving, right? That's, what, that's the way we breathe. You breathe in oxygen, and you, you expel the bad stuff. So most people would assume they're not sophisticated they would assume that making a hole in a chicken in a chicken coop is just to let some oxygen in and just to let in good air so really it's not a pesach that's also lahachnis ulahitzi what they don't realize is that it is indeed lahachnis ulahitzi because it's lahitzi lafuke havla to take out the bad uh, hevel the vapors the bad uh, uh, chemicals or whatever pollution that's in there so therefore if a person would make a hole by a chicken coop Thinking that it's mutter, really it's usser. So therefore, they made a zero that even things, even holes that are literally not lahachnas lahaitzi. Only for one of these two, we're still machmer, because a person might compare this heter to a chicken coop, and a chicken coop is usser. Would actually be the sederaisa. Now, the malahaisif, however, when a person's coming to expand an already existing hole, malahaisif, you can make it look bigger. Why? Asufe vadai. When it comes to expanding things, it's for sure that You would never have to increase the hole for the ventilation for the chicken coop. Why not? Because if you do it, you're going to have mice coming in there and they're going to hurt your chickens. I have a neighbor that's uh, raising chickens and uh, he's very careful at night, brings them inside. No raccoons, all these things. You know, you got to be careful when you have chickens. So you don't want to have animals running into it. So you're not going to expand the hole. So therefore, expanding the hole, there's no reason to make a xera that if I let you expand holes in general, oh, you might have chickens in your backyard, you might expand the hole of a chicken coop because that's not typically done. The Asian women, there are those that are going to say, no, you you still cannot make it bigger. Why? Because Zimnin, sometimes you set up your chicken coop and you thought you had good ventilation and you realize two weeks in, nope, I, don't, I do not have good ventilation. So what are you going to do? You're going to expand the existing hole. Vasla Ruchi, they're going to do that on Shabbos. But do that on Shabbos, you, you are actually... Uh, expanding a hole and you're having both and therefore it will be an Isidara you cannot expand this existing hole on Shabbos even if it's only intended for one because you might end up expanding this chicken coop hole which would probably be an Isidara of the Hoytzi Next, we said previously in the Brisa that if I have a pre-existing hole, I could make another hole, I could uh, you know redo the hole 
on Shabbos. Mutter, I'm Ravid When the original hole was there, to Uzil Shamar. The Shamar means to preserve, to keep in the aromas, the taste, the freshness of the wine. So, like a cork, that's the Shamar to keep in the But let's say this was there as a patch for the for the cask, for the uh, barrel, Lechazik, strengthening the barrel. Also, so even if there was an existing hole, then they put in a good patch. Then the patch, then you want to make another hole where this patch was, that would be usher. But if it was just some type of cork or some type of thing which would, is, is primarily the intention there is to do, keep in the aromas, so that would be mutter if it was an existing hole on Shabbos, it was, if you had an existing hole. So you'll have to redo this hole on Shabbos. So the Gemara says, What's an example of Lashamer, where the cover, the patch, is there to, to hold the aromas in? And What's an example of strengthening the barrels? If it's above the wine level, of the in, in the barrel zeul shamer. So then, what do you do? We only there to make sure that the, the aromas don't es- don't es- uh, escape. By the way, if you uh, be- if you make coffee, so one of the biggest um, market differentiators in the coffee industry, especially the high end uh, specialty roast companies, is the is the packaging. You know, your, your typical cheap roasted coffee just put into a big sack or a big uh, tin uh, can or cardboard box. And that's it. But uh, when you're spending $12 on a bag of coffee, those bags make it or break it. The ventilation, the air, it's, fa- it's fascinating. But uh, next time you go shopping, you'll see this. Anyways, so coffee bags. Very, very simple. If it's above the wine level, so obviously it's not there to keep the barrel intact. It's only there to preserve the aromas, and then it is considered a nekev, uh, that was a sha'asi uh, l'shamer. But if it's below the wine level, so it's literally keeping the wine intact, the barrel intact, that's called shamer. Just being below the level of wine on the side of the barrel, that's still considered l'shamer. So what's considered strengthening the barrel? That's when you're literally keeping the pressure of the wine in. There was a hole in the bottom of the shmarm. The shmarm is the sediment, which literally means the bottom of the barrel of wine. So you have all this pressure on the bottom, and if it's not sealed well, it's going to burst. So if you had a patch there, so that patch would be considered l'chazig, to be mechazig, the barrel, and even if you had a hole, a pre-existing hole, you're not allowed to reopen that hole on Shabbos. Abayah tells Rava, or Rabba, Tanya de Messiah, bring you a b'risa that proves this to you, that this a permanent uh, closing that's considered lechazik. Okay, Tani the I bring you a proof. How do we see this? Bias asum. So let's say you have this interesting discussion in Baba Basra. So it talks about Yarshim or people splitting shutfin, splitting homes, and there's different halachas when you're splitting a field. So usually you go chazi chazi, 50-50, You split you split the uh, the courtyard in front of a house. However, let's say a person has a entrance to the door. I'm sorry, they have a door entrance uh, in, in the courtyard, in the backyard. So halacha is, they are allowed dalad by dalad amis. So which means, let's say 
you have a uh, you know a football field in the in your backyard, and you have a if two people live side by side, and they're figuring out for some reason now they're splitting the property, whether it's yarshim, whether it's uh, shutfim that they're dissolving their partnership, whatever the situation is halachically, so now they should really split the f- field 50-50. However, there's a special dispensation that if someone has doors to that yard, they get dalid by dalid amois automatically without that uh, that going to their allotted 50%. So it actually is fascinating. So if you have five doors and your friend only has one door, you'll end up with more property because each door uh, rightfully gets dalid by dalid amas. So by is sasam, but let's say they closed off the entrance to the door, still even though the doorway is closed off, nobody uses it. Halacha is this person is entitled to dalad by dalad amis. However, Paras Petsimov, you literally took down the frame of the door and now it's a wall. It's no longer nicker, no longer uh, discernible that there was a door there. It's over. You do not have dalad by dalad amis, and therefore it's a proof that just simply closing something off is not considered sasima ma'al good closing. And you would still have dollar by dollar amas in our case of wine. That will not be considered lechazek. However, when you parat as petzimov, that is considered uh, closing it off, sasum, and a buyer's going to comparing barrels to houses, and he says only when you literally are, are close it off, that's when it's considered lechazek. Just by the way, this halacha that we only consider a door no longer existing when parat as petzimov, when the frame is no longer in existence, that actually has ramifications in Hilchus Mezuzah. So I believe, I didn't look this up recently, but I think there's an Aruch on this that talks about, let's say a person had a, uh, a door. I don't know, someone's redoing the dining room, and they had a door going from the dining room to the kitchen or something like that, and now they just put a bookcase in front of the door. Nobody uses the door anymore. Question, do they have to put up mezuzahs there? Or do you literally have to sheetrock that door and make it no longer you know, a door, make it a wall, and then you could take off the mezuzah. So this is discussed in the Archa Shulchan. On one hand, you could say it's a good raya from this Gemara that you need paratas petimov. On the other hand, one could say that when we say a doorway needs a mezuzah, that's when people use it. You can have a door where nobody uses. There's a halacha discussion regarding garage doors that nobody uses, where you have, you have, you know, you have two doors in the back of a warehouse. One of them is a loading dock, and the other one is a small door that you use in emergency situations. Nobody ever uses it. Everyone goes through the loading dock. So there are halachas regarding you know, doors that, even though it's halachically considered an entranceway, but nobody uses it, so there wouldn't have the chiva mezuzah. On the other hand, right? So, because what I mean, the Gemara says, paras is betzimov. So this machlekas comes up. If someone does is doing construction, it's good to ask a shayli of different shitas. Now, Hashokhan, Rabbi Shafaisen has a tshuva on this as well. And many of the contemporary halacha works on mezuzah raise this question as well. Okay. By is sasum, let's say you have a house. And there's a mace. There's a dead body in the house. So there are two types of homes. One home is there's a door, there's an entrance to the door, there's an entrance to the house. So then it's considered a bias. What's the difference if it's considered a bias or not? So there's a halacha when it comes to a kever, when it comes to a grave, then chazal made a takana to anyone that comes within dalad amos of a grave. Uh, it's considered Tameh. Halacha is the minhagim of washing one's hands after going to basic flores. We say within Dalarama is even not wearing tzitzis. Loig Larash, within Dalarama is a mace, based on this Gemara and based on other Gemaras and Shas. However, what if it's in a house? So if it's in a house, then it's not considered a grave. So let's say 
there's a mace in a house, and it's a regular home with doorways to it. If someone comes within Da'ar Amos of the home, he's not Tame. So, Enim and Tame calls Sivov. You're not a Tame within four Amos of the home. However, Paras, that's Fitzimov, you took away the door, so you have a house with no, do- with no doors, and there's a mace inside. What would we call this? You'll call it a kever. It's really a, 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 a grave. So then, the entire home becomes a grave. It's not a home anymore, there's no doors. Of anyone that comes within Da'aramis of that grave, which now is much bigger because it's in a house, the entire house becomes a grave. So that is considered a grave. Another raya that by sealing it off, the parat espetimov, you make it that it no longer exists and it's not considered a doorway anymore. Okay, this actually does come up. There's a truth in the Diva Yael regarding. Uh, the minov by amongst many Hasidim and in recent years amongst even the Litvish Rabbanim to make a oyal to make like a tent above the, the base uh, above the kever of, of the tzaddikim. Interesting discussion. The I think it's in Yeridea Simen Simen Kof Aleph. So one could see from this Gemara that maybe they did this back in the day. Made a house on top of of the uh, of the kever, and maybe there people will, will still walk in there. You have a door, like in Lezhensk or in Lubavitch. Fine. Gufsa. So let's say the next next uh, next Gemara. Gufsa. You have a spigot. So the question is, can I put it into the barrel on Shabbos? So Rav Asar, Shmuel Asar. Rav says you know how to do it. And Shmuel says it's mutter. So what are we talking about here? So let's see. Mechati Can I cut a reed in order to uh, to make that into my spigot for my barrel? So the Kuliyama Le Pligid Asar. It's 100 percent Asar. You know, I cut up, cut up a reed in order to make it a spigot. That's an Isser Deraisa. Ahadure. What if I already had a reed? And it fell out. Someone got a little excited with the beer, took out uh, took the reed with him, the spigot. You let him put it back. You cut already the reed, so you already have the, the correct, you already have a cut up reed. However, it wasn't you know perfectly sized out, you didn't trim it. So when you put it into the barrel, you do not know if it's going to fit or not. So what would be the concern? Man, the Asar, the one who says, Asar, guys, we didn't do my Asar, what do you mean? You're going to start cutting the reed if, if uh, it doesn't fit perfectly. You'll cut it more or you'll find a new one. Be Asar, So therefore, don't even use something that has been cut. Oman, the Shari, the one who's Mako, Shmuel, like us, there's no Gezeira. So once the reed, you're not cutting up the reed, so you're allowed to try out this reed on Shabbos. And the Gemara says, Kitana, this is the same achlek as we have in the Tanoim. We have the following b'risa. It says, Ein choytchin biyantif. You can't cut a tube on yantif to be used as a spigot, so you're cutting it on yantif. You can't cut it, obviously, on Shabbos, where there's no heter of However, nafla, if it fell out, you got to put this tube back in. So if you look at your, your beer cask, so there's a, typically you take one of these kegs, kegs of beers, these cheap, uh, cheap, cheap kegs of beer, you pull out, there's like a whole tube coming out of, uh, of these casks, of the keg. So back in the day, let's say it fell out, you got to put it back in. Because that was normal. Rav Yosha says it's mutter. So one second. Rav Yosha is making on what? We just said it's mutter. Rav Yosha, he's telling me he holds you a lot of cut and make a spigot on Yontav itself. That's what our Yosh says is Motor Hakamasakin Mana. There should be an Isidaraisa of your fixing something and making a spigot. Ella Seifa. He wants to tell me, oh, the Seifa is Motor. One second. 
Everybody holds that you're allowed to put it back in. So that doesn't make sense. When he's coming to be Mekel, we know that. Everyone is Mekel. The question is, our Gemara Shaila, where you cut it already, but you never size it up properly. So you're putting it in for the first time. You're not sure if it's going to fit. This is just like the Shita of Shmuel. That even if it was not sized up properly, as long as it was cut before Shabbos, before Yantif, you'll have to try it out as a spigot, as a reed, as a, uh, a tube on Shabbos. Next, the Mishnah said, if there was already a, uh, uh, a hole in it and you want to plug the hole, you're not allowed to put wax in it because you're going to be smoothing it out, which would be an Isidoraisa. So the Mishnah says, Mishcha, what about oil? Can I use oil, a thick oil, maybe like coconut oil, something thick? Would that be, uh, would that work? Rav Asar, Rav holds it. Asar, Shmuel, Shari, Shmuel, this Motor, Manda, Amar, Manda, Asar, Gazrinu, Mishim, Shaiva. If I let you use oil, you're going to use wax. Manda, Shari, Le Gazrinu, there's no Gzeira. Amar, Le Rashmuel, Barachan, Le Rav Yosef, Beferish, Amarkulon, you, Rav Yosef, told us when you were, uh, when you still had your memory, you told us, Mishmei, the Rav, that Mishcha, Shari, Mishcha is Mutter. So in fact, we hold it's Mutter. Amar, Tavos, Rishba, Amar, Shmuel. So Tavos, Rishba, who was this uh, hunter, I believe, um, used to catch things. We had, we had him earlier, I think, in, uh, yeah. So Rashi brings down, in Tafyad Zayin Bays, we had this earlier. So he was this hunter, this trapper. He said in the name of Shmuel, Hai Tarfa to Asa Aser. You're not allowed to take a Asa, which is a uh, Hadassim leaf, and you want to use it as a spigot or some type of gutter coming from your barrel so the wine would drip down beautiful you cannot do that on Shabbos so my time really what's wrong with that if you're allowed to use a hadas you're gonna end up making a, a permanent gutter for the wine to come out of this barrel and that'll be also on Shabbos maybe you're gonna actually cut the leaf of the gutter of the uh, hadasim on Shabbos. My benai, what will be a practical difference between the Gzeirah Shema Yiktoim and the Gzeirah Mishum Marzev? have many of them. There's no concern you're going to end up cutting it on Shabbos. The question is, if I'm going to, if I might make a gutter, I might see that you you got to use this Hadas, you might make a gutter, so then we're still geyser. If it's a gzeirah shemayiktim, one could argue, again, we won't always do this in halacha, when it comes to the rabbanans, one could raise the argument that maybe they weren't geyser when you already had many of these cut up before Shabbos. Okay, one last uh, sugya for today's daf, beisadya. So you had this, uh, like a cushion that was made out of felt. Rav, asar, you're not going to wear this on Shabbos. It's weird. What are you wearing, you know, a couch cushion? Shmuel, shari. Shmuel says it's mutter. So what are we talking about? A berakin, if it's a soft felt, they're wearing it. Well, it's a thick coat. Big deal. The cushion, if it's stiff, like a cushion, that's for sure. Somebody wears a couch cushion. What's the machlek? Is a rav and shmuel ki pligid In between. Rav holds. It looks like you're carrying a, 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 a cushion on Shabbos. So it's not mutter. You're carrying something on Shabbos. No, it's a thick, it's a thick uh, cloak. And shmuel holds. It's not a problem. 
And Vahod Rav, La Beferish, which my that what Rav said is Asr, he didn't explicitly say Beferish, it's Asr, Elamichlala, Itmar. We imply this from the way he acted. Rav was once in a place and uh, there was not enough room for him to sit. So, not like Yasub So, he went outside. I guess they weren't able to social distance inside. So, he went outside. He's sitting in the Kamalus. Aisule Besalya. They brought him out from the Rishus HaYachid to, Rish, to the Kamalus. Looks like it's carrying, but they wore it probably. This padding to sit on it. Lo Yasub, he didn't want to sit. So, Mandachazah Savar now. The onlooker would say, why did he not? Want to sit on it? Mishum debe sadya aser because he not only carry it outside. He didn't want. To, he wanted to show them that it was aser to wear this outside. And that's how we know the Rav holds that Beisadia is also to carry. And the Gemara says, Velohi, that's not true. That's not the reason behind why Rav didn't want to sit. The Rav, Achruzi, Makruz, Beisadia, Rav, Taka held, it's mutter. You let to wear the felt padding on Shabbos. So why, in fact, he did not want to sit? He felt that why should I, felt, no pun intended, but he, he, uh, he decided, why should I be the one to sit on this fancy cushion when the other time the Chavim are sitting next to me, they don't have this fancy chair, and sometimes you're sitting by one of these things, and uh, you know you're sitting on a chair, and a rabbi comes in or someone older than you, definitely more polite. You see how the Amiram acted. I'm not going to sit when someone else is standing. So he didn't want to sit on cushions when other people had it. No matter who the other rabbanim that were there, Rav Kahana, Rav Asi. It was Rav Kahana and Rav Asi. So okay, so Mr. Shem tomorrow, or actually today, we will try to do Kuf Mim Zayin. If not, we will be in touch. Have a wonderful Shabbos.